0: Megan and I'm Jen and you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast.
1: Every episode we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails.
0: Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Travel Mug Podcast. We hope everybody is having a great week So, Jen, how are things going with the new house? Things coming along well?
0: Yeah, they're good. We're definitely getting settled in. I was painting my office this week, so that's been really fun. I painted it pink because I'm a grown-up and I wanted my own pink room. I love that. I know. So, uh, what have you been up to? We've been definitely hunkering down because we are in the... Hashtag third wave of the virus that shall not be named.
1: Exactly. So um we're hoping it's short, most importantly. Mm-hmm. Um Peter and I have just been trying to honestly get outside, enjoy nature, do some hikes on the weekends, and then exercise outside during the week, whether it's a run or just get out for a walk. Mm-hmm. Really just trying to like not be bitter. That part's not working very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but really, you know. Worst things could be happening, and I think it's just more about being bummed that we're here more than anything. But mm-hmm. you know, we're just uh, trying to keep our minds clear and exercise and do all the good things. Yeah, maybe listen to a podcast.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. maybe that's what you're doing. You're out for a walk, listening to a podcast. That's yeah. what they should be doing. <laughs> all right. So this week we're going to talk about accommodations because at some point in time, believe it or not, we are going to travel again, and we're all getting a little rusty. So like what to pack, where to go, where to stay are all questions we will be facing again soon. And over our travel lives, we've both stayed at a wide variety of places. Um, We both have a lot of blog posts about um, different places that we've stayed, some regrets that we've had. Um, So let's dive in. Let's start with the different types of accommodations.
1: Yeah. So first we'll talk about um, Airbnb. So really it is hard to believe that Airbnb hasn't always been around. I did Google and it said 2008, but I really think that's when it was super small. Mm. I think it took some years for that to sort of kick off and really become popular but it really is a good go-to for unique experiences. So of course you can rent a room in people's homes. You can do guest suites, cottages, houses, et cetera. We have never stayed in a room in someone's house, not to say that we wouldn't because you don't know what circumstances may come along where you just have to pick something. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's certainly not our first choice. And the sites allowed us to stay in um, a redone church, a jail, um, a bunkie on, like, the coast in New Brunswick, like, some really unique places um, that we wouldn't have found otherwise. So if you had to choose, Jen, or have you ever stayed in someone's uh, home through an Airbnb? Um,
0: I haven't stayed in, like, like renting a room in someone's yeah. home, and I don't know if I would. I, part of me was is, like, oh, it'd be interesting to, like, get to know some locals and, like, really be immer- like immersed in the life if you were traveling somewhere that wasn't, you know, Nova Scotia or New Brunswick or something. Um, but on the other hand, I really don't know if I would do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's one, of, it's one of those things we certainly don't want to, but you can never say never because you never know where you might have no other choice to stay, mm-hmm. but it's certainly not my first choice. no.
0: No. So, our next type of accommodation is like a regular old hotel, which, or motel. Like, honestly, like, there really wasn't much else at one time. Like, you were going away, you booked a hotel or a motel. That was just kind of the way it was. And there certainly are a wide variety of hotels available as well. You know, we've got big chain hotels and sort of like smaller ones. But uh, yeah, that's just kind of the, the standard I would say well, exactly
1: that's all we knew for so long and there can yeah. be some really cute motels actually that mm-hmm. you can find some really scary ones too <laughs> yes um, but, <laughs> but now that like I find I don't know about you besides like swanky hotels which we can't afford to stay in <laughs> um, which I'm sure have some unique experiences like I do find hotels pretty like Um, standard now in terms of like everything looks the same. And I find that I'm like past that. So I find hotels now are if we have to, we'll stay in a hotel kind of thing.
0: That's really interesting because I am still, I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later, but I'm still very much a hotel person. Um, because I don't like to spend a lot of time or in general, I plan vacations where we don't spend a lot of time at the accommodations. And so I like staying at, I know there's going to be, um, these, you know, amenities. I know there's usually like a mini fridge. Um, we try to find places like coffee makers. Like I like that part of a hotel. Right. Um, and knowing that there's someone at the desk all the time, if you need something, to me, it's like comforting just because I've always done it and maybe that's why. Um, but I'm okay usually getting uh, getting a less unique place to stay and uh, choosing a clean place that I trust that I know is going to be there when I need it to be.
1: And I guess that that's fair because on like longer, like let's say European road trips, we don't necessarily seek out as much like, the true unique stays as much as we do on weekend getaways. So yeah. that's the difference I think yeah. as well that I want to make a distinction because when we stay at the unique places, it's most oftentimes just like in Nova Scotia on a weekend. Yeah, I can definitely um, understand what you're saying and, and likely, you know, most of the time in like Europe, that's sort of what we do too. So that makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. I think it is interesting to consider like different types of accommodations for different types of trips. Like,
1: sometimes you want something different. Exactly. So next up we have inns. So in our experience, they're usually smaller with a limited amount of rooms. Um, it's more of a feeling of a, of a big old house and the rooms are more like bedrooms. So they're not usually with sitting areas. Like I suppose sometimes they could be, but Generally not. There's usually no breakfast served in an inn, but they do usually have sitting rooms in terms of like in the main part of the house that you can relax and play games or read or sit and enjoy. And so I guess in my mind, and of course I'm sure there's types of inns, but most of the ones that we've stayed at, they're like a bed and breakfast without the breakfast and a bit larger. So not like two rooms in like Ethel and Joe's house. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. It's still more of a check-in process and that kind of thing, just uh, downsize and more unique than a hotel or a motel.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that, especially in my experience, like where I live now, Liverpool, and then especially Lunenburg, I'm thinking of all of those big old, like captain's houses that are now turned into inns or bed and breakfasts where, yeah, there's, there was already all of those rooms. (laughs) Right. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. The only thing that I don't like about well, not that I don't like, but inns and bed and breakfasts, I feel like I need to be careful that you book a room that has a bathroom because I am just straight up not willing to share a bathroom with strangers ever.
1: <laughs> so, All right then. I, I want it. I want that private bathroom. <laughs> So, you know, I have, uh, we have definitely stayed places and again, not my first choice, but we have stayed places where we have shared bathrooms. It's really, it's not the end of the world, but I, again, respect the pro- the need. For the- <laughs> I just don't want to. And I, I dig it. And I, well, I hope, my wish for you is that you never have to. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. So what's the last type of accommodation, although we've sort of already said? Yeah,
0: bed and breakfast. They... <laughs> servey breakfast at the place where you're staying. It's usually definitely more of like a hands-on type. Like the owners are there and they're cooking you breakfast. Um, I have stayed, we stayed at a bed and breakfast in Digby and it was lovely. Like the owner was great. Um, it was in a great location. The only thing that makes me nervous, um, was there's no like breakfast choice. So like you eat what she's making or you don't eat. Um which that's not typical
1: as an FYI. Oh, wow,
0: okay. Well that was and I, maybe that was a COVID like
1: yes Menu Menus probably smaller, probably. Okay. Sl- All right, well, fair. But this
0: was my experience. Yeah, in my one bed and breakfast. And I was like, um, I don't eat meat. Like, what if you know what I mean? I was nervous, but she served French toast and I was perfectly happy. So we had a great experience, but uh yeah.
1: Well, and the thing we do too is, um, Peter usually has the keyboard. So he usually inputs in the notes, wherever we book, if it's somewhere that serves breakfast that one person's a vegetarian. Right. Um, and usually they come to the table and they know the deal. Like when we get there, um, but I can, I can see that, but yes, I would have to say like outside of COVID times, there's usually a choice, um, because you know, in the day and age we live in, luckily there's so many different eating, different eating needs yeah. And the thing about a bed and breakfast that I don't like, because I am not a fan of awkward silences, <laughs> um, is the awkward breakfast conversation. If it's a large table where everybody sits right. at and I'm just waiting for the day to appear for Peter to like pull out a story that he's like an astronaut or something. <laughs> I could totally and, see Peter doing and, that. <laughs> right. And then there's going to be somebody else at the table that is an astronaut. Oh. and be screwed. Like It's I I I will update you listeners if this ever occurs. Oh
0: my god, that's really funny. I think that COVID actually helps us in that way
1: that they're not going to see you with strangers. That is true. Thank you, COVID. Yeah, I guess. guess. (laughs) So why choose an Airbnb? I do think there's still a little bit of a stigma for some people that have like maybe read like the worst stories on the internet about like Airbnb about you know, people being spied on or whatever. Hmm. Um, so far, knock on wood, we've always had good experiences. And again, like I said, we do it for the uniqueness of it. And like, I really never dreamed of spending a night in a jail cell before. <laughs> and I certainly don't want to do one because I've been arrested. <laughs> um, but in Dorchester, New Brunswick, they they have a jail that they've redone. You can stay over. Like I mentioned, church. When your only choice is, before was like a hotel and a motel or some camping cottages, I was honestly never really as excited about the place we were going to stay. And instead more had to rely on like the area to entertain me, which is fine. We still do. Like we don't not research where we're going as Mm -hmm. we've talked about before, but I really like to like find a cool place, and now we kind of maybe sometimes not always, but build around the place we're staying, mm-hmm. so we sort of do it a little bit um reverse now, so I have to say, like, and Jen, you comment almost every time we go we we usually make really good choices, you too, yeah, like we found some really truly incredible places and we've been so so lucky I hope that continues I'm waiting for the day it doesn't (laughs) uh, because it will be inevitably coming our way but honestly I love Airbnb for what it's for what it does now I have to be honest when we go to let's say Europe we don't use Airbnb at all we use hotels.com I No, we use booking.com and book everything because they usually have amazing cancel cancel policies on there. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, but for like weekend stays, definitely Airbnb. Have you ever sort of stayed in Airbnb before?
0: Yeah. So I, I definitely have a much more limited experience than you do. But, um, the first one I booked was, uh, when we went to Toronto. So we stayed in a condo and a condo that was,
1: that was a little bit of Cape Breton. I loved it. (laughs) Married. We were at a (laughs) condo. So, oh. um, <laughs> <laughs> not take that out. We need not take that. we're leaving that in. Um,
0: <laughs> we stayed at a condo and I honestly didn't have like the most amazing experience. So the guy, um, you know, gave me the instructions on how to get in was basically like, get the security person to let you in the building, tell them you're going up to so-and-so's condo and, um, the door will be unlocked. The cleaner has been there and left the key where wherever, and I was like, okay, cool. So we go in the building, and the security person is like, I can't let you in. Like we were robbed last night. I can't let anybody in. And and I was like, oh, we're going up to this condo, like. And I said the name, and she was like, okay. Like, is this an Airbnb? And I'm like, it is. And she's like, well, like this technically, this isn't supposed to happen. Like you're supposed oh to already God. have. Yeah. Yeah, like if it was I think allowed to have an Airbnb but like he would have had to have meet up with us to give us the key that had the fob to let us in the building. Okay. But he didn't. So anyway, it, we went through this whole like thing and anyway they ended up letting us in. The condo was fine. Like the experience after that was fine, but it honestly left a really awful taste in my mouth for the mm-hmm. entire thing. Yeah. Um my only other experience is renting a cottage for a bachelorette party um, in Nova Scotia. And that was like an overall good experience. I can't say anything bad about that. We had it. It was a great place. And we had a great time. Um, But just the first, the first one really did leave a bad taste in my mouth. And I could see that. I like, I like Airbnb in theory. I like the ability for people to rent out a cottage or like an in-law suite or an extra room. But I really have a problem with sometimes like places like Toronto and other cities. Like to me, it just feels icky because people are buying condos or whatever and using them as short-term rentals and it can cause a housing problem. And maybe this is a conversation for the for the episode where we're going to talk about like ethical travel, but it's to me, sometimes it just feels icky and I can't get past it.
1: No, I think that that's really fair. And I think that we felt the same and we, that's why, you know, I think the place we stayed in Dublin was likely on Airbnb, but we found it on hotels.com. So then that was not, Oh my God, I keep saying that booking.com. So that kind (laughs) of, like blurs the lines. Then. It does.
0: No, it definitely does.
1: And, but I have to say like, I agree. Like I don't want to take someone's home if they could be having it. Cause I feel the same as you about all that stuff. So agreed. We haven't, we've barely used it for that. I'm not making any excuses, but we yeah. don't usually use it in places like big cities and stuff. That's not what we usually do, but it's a great point. It's a Mm -hmm. very good point.
0: Oh, I was going to just ask you, Megan, to take me through your process of finding amazing Mm -hmm. Airbnbs so that maybe I can find one that I feel good about.
1: (laughs) Maybe you should just come to me. I'll charge you a (laughs) nominal fee and then I'll just like book your vacation. (laughs) There's your adventure. Yeah. It could be my side gig. Um, (laughs) So I do have a, a blog post about that. I'll put it in the, note. I'll put it for Jen to add to the notes, but really there's a couple of key points that I go into much more in depth in the post, but really, um, if you have the ability to book early, do it, especially these days, we found last summer that people were so stunned into like what we were experiencing that they go <laughs> really ahead to the summer Yeah. We got some really great places to stay because people weren't really thinking of it. This year is very different. People are like, we're not going anywhere. So we need to start booking within Nova Scotia. We've still found some great places, but it's, it's busier. So book as early as possible. Recently, Peter found a filter on Airbnb where if you don't have specific dates, but if you're like, um, have a bunch of free weekends, you could go somewhere. You could actually click off months. And say weekends. Oh. And then it just shows you a bunch of places that you could book on the weekend hmm. in these months. Hmm. We, we didn't know it existed. And when we found it, we're like, hmm. game changer. I know, well, exactly. <laughs> like, we can't tell people that. I'm like, no, I need to share. <laughs> um, I think it's also key to know what amenities you want, what you can live with, what you don't want to live without. We book a lot of places without Wi-Fi and it's heaven, but if you can't go without Wi-Fi, you wouldn't book them. So I think that's a big piece of it. Mm -hmm. Filters, use them. So if you're looking, if you don't want to stay in someone's room in their basement, click off entire place. Now, the one glitch with that is if people list guest suite, they usually list entire guest suite. Uh-huh. So, your guest suites do often get mixed in there. So, it, they try to fool you, <laughs> um, but we're on to them. I would also say reviews, but reviews on Airbnb, the smallest margin counts. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. And then also be really weary or wary, whichever you prefer, <laughs> um, of cleaning fees and service fees. So, some places for a weekend want $100 to clean that place and other places want $28. So like either they're not doing a great job for $28 or they're hosing you for 100 mm. So really, if those things turn you off, just don't book there. Like I really think that it's important to check those out. And then a lot of the cancellation fees give you your money back minus the service fee. So make sure that you check what their cancel policy is as well. We've Mm. said that before on past podcasts and it definitely applies here. Yeah. Um, so in terms of the reviews, so I would say with hotels, they're big chains, uh, honestly a three out of five it's, it's run of the mill. It's, it's okay. You could probably stay there. Mm. Um, People don't usually hold back with hotels. Mm. So they're just like, this was trash. Don't ever stay here. I'm giving it a one because hotels are faceless and nameless. Yeah. They don't know Jimmy who owns it. But like on Airbnb, a three out of five means literally just don't stay there. Yeah. Um, Because people are much more generous on Airbnb because they know the owner is going to read the review directly. Yeah. So people are very mm, nuanced, I would have to say, of like how their reviews go. Check what the lower score is. Even if everything else is um, like a five and then it's 4.3 for value, there's a reason. Yeah. It's 4.3 for cleanliness. It's a reason. So the nuances, you really have to make sure that you uh, check those out. Anything you want to add there or anything? No, I
0: think that is all accurate. Um Yeah. And I think what's interesting about Airbnb is the host can rate you as a person who stayed there. So be good to the place you're going and uh, just be a good human.
1: Yeah. As per usual. Mm -hmm. So Jen, I want you to share with the peeps, what's like your method of choosing accommodations? Because you've already sort of mentioned your likes and dislikes. So I'm very interested to sort of see what your process is.
0: Okay. So I usually start (laughs) off, On hotels.com,
1: actual hotels. Oh, you actually use no. that as opposed no. to the one I keep saying.
0: Correct. Okay. So I usually start there because I like their map. Although I have said that I am usually trying to go book on the hotel's actual website. But for the search function, I like the map. Okay. Okay. So the first thing I try to do when we're going somewhere is narrow down the area that I want to stay in by deciding what I want to do or see. And this is especially important in a bigger city, like yeah. New York, like Toronto, like you don't want to be a million miles away from like, if all of the things you want to do are clustered over here, you don't want to be over here. Ned, no, I know that this is audio and you can't see what I'm doing, but He's making tr- big hand gestures. Trust me. Trust me. So the next thing that I do is choose my budget. Just try to get like a rough idea of how much I'm willing to spend on accommodations. And the next thing I want to do is decide what amenities I want. So uh, you it depends on the type of vacation. Like, do I want a pool at this vacation? Do I want like public transportation close by? Um, Do I want an airport shuttle? Like, you know, when we stayed in Miami, I wanted to be close to the cruise port. Like there's all of those kind of nuanced things that are um, different for every type of vacation. And then, so the next thing I do is go on that lovely map on hotels.com and look at the hotels that are in my area and in my budget. And then I read the reviews and I kind of come up with a short list and then I would book one of them. If nothing fits, then you're going to need to either expand the area that you're willing to stay in or up your budget. And I mean, then that's a personal choice depending on the trip. Sometimes I have just been like, well, there's nothing in this area that's in my budget or in the budget that I want. I'm going to have to up it because there's nothing else that happened to us in Miami. We wanted these things and there was literally nothing, nothing in the budget that I wanted to spend. And it was like, well, we're just going to have to up the budget. Like it, we must stay bit. here. So <laughs> we need a place to stay. I'm not that's sleeping right. on the street. So let's figure this out. And we did, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the the thing I go through. And I mean, if, if I've had friends who have gone to the area before, um, you know, asking people where they've stayed and if they liked it and reading blogs and all of those
1: things, um,
0: yeah. I like to do too.
1: I like that. And another thing I we do find on what the site we actually use, booking.com, <laughs> is that you can actually do filters. So mm-hmm. I like the filter how far from city center.
0: Yep. Hotels. hotels.com does that too.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. a really great feature that sort of says, okay, well, that's five kilometers away. I don't want to walk five kilometers into town every time if I'm there for three days. If yeah. I'm there for one day, maybe. Yep. But I really think that that filter is probably one of my favorite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, there's definitely a, a similar filter. Like you can, uh, filter by, uh, oh my gosh, amenity. Like if it yep. has a pool, if it has blah, 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 click off all your things, you can narrow your budget. It'll show you, this is what's available on your dates. And if none of the things are available, then you've got problems, but so- long,
1: sister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one thing I wanted to chat about with hotels is why cheaper isn't always better.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: not, but the first thing I want to talk about is like, consider if the hotel has all of the amenities that you will need, or if you'll end up having to spend more money to book these separately, like an airport transfer or something like that, like parking. Um, sometimes parking's either not included that you'll have to buy separately, or there's no parking on site at all. And then you'll need to work that out, which that gives me anxiety. Correct.
1: <laughs> same, same. I'm always like, Peter, check the parking. What's the parking situation? <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> but yeah, I'm the, totally the same about parking.
0: Yes. Um, also, if it's cheaper, meaning staying way outside of your target area, Um you might just waste time and money getting to where you want to be by either driving or having to rent a car or using transit. And it, to me, like the time thing on a vacation is so crucial because I don't want to spend like an hour on the train in New York to get into where I want to be. Like, and especially like if you've been to New York, the transit authority is notorious for just not having a train show up and blah, 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 blah. So I would rather not rely on public transportation or even driving ourselves, um, because traffic, because parking, because blah, 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 blah. So if I can book somewhere where I can walk to where I want to be, I'm going to save time. And to me that it matters the most. Agreed. I like to find places that have breakfast included if possible. Yes, that is a big thing that I like. I don't always want to have to leave to go find breakfast. I like to eat like as soon as I get up, and I'm like, I wake up I'm like, where's the coffee and where's the food, and I don't want to go far to get those things. Right, And I, As much as I love breakfast food because I do, I don't always want to spend a lot of time or money on breakfast when I'm on vacation because I want to do stuff. Right,
1: (laughs) You don't have the chill button. So therefore you just want to get up and go. See, as for me, (laughs) I'm like, let's eat a big breakfast because then we won't have to eat lunch and then we can just have supper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair, uh, strategy.
1: Mm, Thanks. Thanks. Then you see then it. you could just like plan to skip lunch and do all your things then. i mean that's
0: true but i would much rather it be a free hotel breakfast where I can but, uh, That's stuff what i mean myself. even
1: okay. if it's a free hotel breakfast oh yeah we like linger for oh
0: yeah um, i don't want to linger but i do want to shove all of the snacks in my bag and leave
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think i think you and i one-on-one travel would murder one another no i think we should do it and then do a podcast oh my god we should like selma <laughs> and louise try vacationing that would, <laughs> it would be highly entertaining I'm sure. maybe we have a podcast after <laughs> <laughs> we. The, the end of the podcast <laughs> um
0: and I, sometimes you just straight up get what you pay for in a hotel room and sometimes cheap is just cheap and it's is bad
1: yeah and sometimes it's good sometimes uh, yes like, you know what? it works out, but it is a risk.
0: True story. All yeah. right. I thought we could share some of our favorite travel accommodations. All right. Well, seen.
1: you go first and then I'll do one and such and so forth. All
0: right. On such and so forth, I will start with Archer's Edge Luxury Camping Domes in Cape Breton, in Judic Cape Breton, which Um, I've talked about before we talked about this on our Cape Breton part one episode. Um, but (laughs) I don't know. It's like the last place I stayed, I think, but it just, it is one of my favorites that I've ever seen because it was unique. I think I did take a page out of your book here and we just, uh, well, we did spend a lot of time doing stuff, but we did enjoy the accommodations for what they were. They were really relaxing, Um, The view was amazing. And I mean, we were like camping, but I had a shower and hot water and like. Perfect. It was good. Like it was honestly a 10 out of 10 for me. The owners were great. The Keurig coffee pods were missing from our room and I texted them and they brought them over and just set them outside. And it was like, we just had a really, really great experience.
1: Well, they look amazing and the pictures look incredible. I definitely hope to go someday for sure. What's your first one? Some first one and I feel so guilty because I'll do an honorable mention because it's local, but mine aren't local.
0: <laughs> I have a I also have an honorable mention that I haven't written down, but I'm I'm gonna come up with it on the fly.
1: Good, good. <laughs> Canada, we're gonna start in America. Um, so my first one is Mountain Horse Farm in Naples, New York, which is like upstate New York. So um, I did have something else listed here, and then I talked to Peter after work, and he's like, "Oh my God, how could you forget this place?" <laughs> I'm like I know. Um, so this is literally one of the most idyllic places on earth. I I I implore you to visit the website, people. Like you will just think it's incredible. So it's a large log farmhouse. There's a few rooms you can stay in there. And then across like the paddock, the, the, the pasture, as it were, um, they built a carriage house as well. Carriage, carriage house, um, with beautiful rooms. Um, some of them had their own hot tub. We did have one, our hot tub overlooked a field and like mountains. I can't even tell you. How incredible it was. There was an amazing breakfast included. Mm. Um, and it was served right in the carriage house. Owner Suzanne made the breakfast for us. And they do have retreats there. So they have horses on their 33-acre land. Of course, it's Mountain Horse Farm. Right, right. Yeah. Um, And since we've been, they actually added cows. And now you can do, like, cow-horse retreats for, like, therapeutic reasons. We get to, like, hug a cow. And I would totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> They also have a spa and massages. And like I'm talking, this place is in the middle of this big giant pasture. I can't believe it's amazing. We also have now traditional teepees that you can stay in on their grounds. There were bunnies hopping around everywhere. We got to spend time with the horses. They have two miniature horses. Mm. And honestly, it was just beautiful country in the whole area. There's things to do there. It literally was a dream. So we chose that for our 10-year anniversary of us being together it was part of a big road trip we did and mm-hmm. honestly apparently it's forgettable but it's really not <laughs> like it really is one of my favorite places I swear just in like the deep recesses of your mind <laughs> yes I I mean I've blocked a lot of stuff out and there's the virus that shall not be named is taking over <laughs>
0: <laughs> what's up next for you okay so my next one is Hotel Fraun in Reykjavik which I also talked about on our Iceland Reykjavik episode Anyway, my stepmom and I went to Iceland. We had an amazing stay at Hotel Fran. The breakfast was included, which was great. The room was really spacious. I I can't remember what like category of room we had, but um we had a kitchenette and we had two beds and then also a pull-out sofa. And it was just, we had a lot of space, like it was the two of us, but we could kind of like spread out a little bit. And the best part for me was the location because it was walking distance to like almost everything we wanted to do and the Greyhound bus terminal. So it just worked out really, really well. It was, if you've ever flown from Halifax to Iceland, you land at like five in the morning or- it's, it's got awful. awful. It has got awful. So we flew in, we took a bus a uh, Greyhound bus from our uh, from the airport to the hotel and they dropped us off there and it's like 6:30 7.00 7 a.m. and we're like hello hi um we're here and they're like okay cool your room's not ready but you can like hang out in the lobby and breakfast will be served soon so i think my stepmom had a nap on the couch and i just kind of sat there until breakfast was served and then we got into our room at like I'm going to say like 9 30 10 o'clock like it was nice perfect we just had a really really nice day and
1: I would definitely stay there again awesome well not coincidentally because we both love Iceland (laughs) that is my second choice as well so Kerjavell guest house um would be like out of amazing places my number one so it's located in Grundefjur Probably not, but it's in the West of Iceland and really it's my 100% fave. So we are big Game of Thrones fans and it overlooked one of the mountains that was featured in the last season of the show had floor to ceiling windows that like literally overlooked this mountain and it never got dark. So we just like drank and ate chips and had like the literal view of a lifetime. Like we didn't need a TV because we had this like mountain. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, the location was great. We were close to a national park and obviously the mountain and its waterfalls because everything has a waterfall. Have, yes, that's true. Midway through a journey, we luckily figured out uh, that when you look at the map of Iceland, you can actually identify where there are dirt roads. And there were surprisingly a lot of dirt roads you would have to take in this country. And I'm so thankful we did that because <laughs> if we had taken the regular route, it would have been like a lot, a lot of kilometers on a dirt road, but we thankfully figured it out ahead of time. We had to go out and around worth it. <laughs> um, so this place had a shared kitchen and a shared lounge. There were other guests, but honestly, we didn't see anyone the whole time we were there. So we had the run of the place with coffee. We made her on our own food. And honestly, it was perfect. And I have to say, cause Peter always claims it was him, but it was me. <laughs> Um, we were of course the first people there. Cause that's how we roll. Yep. Um, and they were going to give us a room in the back with no view. And I just was like, we've come a long way and we've paid a lot of money. <laughs> and so the poor girl didn't speak a lot of English, but she called her owner and they gave us one of the front rooms and it was, it was pièce de résistance. Oh, so nice. I know. So nice. People loved it. All right. So my
0: last one on my top three is going to sound completely ridiculous, but I it already to does it.
1: to me when I read it earlier, I'm like, what in the H-E double hockey sticks is going on?
0: Stay with me here. Okay. the Holiday Inn in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. <laughs> okay.
1: You're going to, you're going to have to tell us a really good story.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. So <laughs> we stayed here for one night after the cruise. So we um, our flights were in and out of Fort Lauderdale, but our cruise was in and out of Miami and it was a whole thing. And anyway, so we got off the cruise in Miami. We took a bus to Fort Lauderdale to our hotel. And, uh, I was like, well, whatever. It's like, it's one night we need it before we go to the airport. So we booked it. It's in the middle of an industrial area. Like there's- Love it
1: so far. Go on. I know.
0: Right? We're like, <laughs> what if? So- <sighs> We check in and our room's not ready. Cause it's like nine 30 in the morning or something. And she's like, but you can hang out in the pool area. And then we're like, okay. So we walk into the pool area and I swear it was like angels were singing. <laughs> 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 it was just, they, they've landscaped it beautifully back there and there was no one there. And so we hung out by the pool, like all day, there was a pool and there was a hot tub and there was, um, at lunchtime, they brought in a barbecue and we had a barbecued lunch. And I'm telling you, it it was just so relaxing that we had such a good time there. And we went back down at night to the pool, to the hot tub, and they just had really nice lights like all around. And listen, I will put pictures on our Instagram, Facebook, so you can see this, but just trust me, if you need to stay in Fort Lauderdale, Florida for a night and you just want a place with like a real good pool, you can stay at the Holiday Inn.
1: Wonderful. Well, you know what? <laughs> it does sound like one of those days where you had just a special time and that's why you remember it so fondly.
0: Yeah, that's that's what happened. It's definitely not the most special place I've ever stayed, but like it was just but your perfect. Your experience
1: was special. It was. It was. Oh, I love that. See, Jen, that made my heart pitter-patter. See? See? You had to trust me on that. (laughs) I'm glad I stuck around for the ride on that one. (laughs) So my last one before my honorable mention, and again, Peter's like, hello. Um, It is the Central House in Bar Harbor, Maine. So as I've discussed before, I'm pretty sure maybe I haven't. But if I haven't, Bar Harbor is literally somewhere we go twice a year in normal times. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've never actually stayed anywhere else in Bar Harbor in all like 20th times <laughs> we've gone. We and that is not how I roll. That's I stay somewhere different every time, everywhere, but not Bar Harbor. So the central house, it is an inn uh, located just like it says in its title, centrally. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, it's on Cottage Street and it's literally within walking distance of the whole town. So unless we wanted to go to Acadia National Park or a nearby town, you never have to get back into your car. It's nice. brilliant. It's close to shopping, bars, restaurants, the waterfront. It is an inn. So they do have like cookies and coffee and tea, but they don't serve breakfast. But of course, going that many times, we have our favorite breakfast places. Of course. And they have three floors of room and the building itself dates back to the 1800s. So it's creaky and it's <laughs> old, it is not run down. It's very well kept. And it has this beautiful sweeping veranda around the front that's mm. like, Perfect for morning coffee or like evening drinks before we go to the Cottage Street Pub, which is our favorite pub there. So we have a couple drinks before we go. People watch. It really almost brings a tear to my eye just Mm. thinking about it.
0: Yes.
1: I'm hoping we're, and I know like it's not a time to be hopeful, (laughs) Um, but we are hoping to like maybe make it there by like October. This is a dream that we're just going to like hang on to me and people- don't steal the dream from me just yet.
0: Don't do it. Mm -hmm. All right. Honorable mentions. I um, didn't choose this one on my main list because I thought Megan might choose it. And then I was like, I don't know. But anyway, here we are. The Locust and Star Inn in Wolfville, Nova Scotia. This was another like perfect storm of like the perfect Accommodation and the perfect time. Like my mom and I went, we had the best time, but it's very quirky. It's very fun. The owner, Lisa, is super fun. I felt like she was like my aunt when we were there. You know what I mean? I like, know. Yeah. Felt like family. She also runs a donut shop. So there were fresh donuts and coffee delivered to your door. And if you remember what I said earlier, I like to eat as soon as I wake up. And so I would wake up in the morning and I would lay there and wait to hear her put it down outside my door. And then I
1: <laughs> the clink clink of the, yeah. of the dishes.
0: Um, and then she also cooks you a breakfast, like a cooked breakfast. It was my ideal situation, two breakfasts, really. And and then my mom and I just really spent a lot of time like hanging out on the front porch and my I was reading, my mom was crocheting and just like, we had such a good time. So I would highly recommend staying there.
1: I I completely agree. We've stayed um, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So before we finish things off, my honorable mention, I wanted to pick something local. Um, and I hate to say it out loud because I don't want anybody to go there. <laughs> me. Um, but it is a local Airbnb called Luna Rosa. Um, it's located maybe 15 minutes from Sheet Harbor. It is heaven in an Airbnb. So it's a cat is the host. She's incredible. She doesn't miss a thing. She's like, even she has a wood fire and where the wood is stacked, there's no like, there's no nothing that's fallen off the wood. Like, it's like she's cleaned the wood, but I digress. (laughs) Anyway, so her dad built this cottage. They're farmers. So they're busy. Don't use it. She's decided to make it into an Airbnb. It's on a lake there's a day bed out front. We've napped on this day bed Mm. every time we've gone in like the summer sun. Um, She always leaves treats, whether it's muffins, banana bread. Last time she left us fresh garden vegetables and wine and bread. Uh, They have an old record player. There's a loft bedroom upstairs. It, it's perfect for sunsets and stargazing. Honestly, it's one of, probably one of my favorite Airbnbs of all time. So it's Luna Rosa. It's here right in Nova Scotia and it's heaven. Nice. Oh, now I just want to go book that. I know we're going again this summer. They actually, I, we were looking the other day to see sort of what, if she was booking up or not. And mm-hmm. they do still have some spots for August, September, and oh, October.
0: All right. I guess I better get going. And it's
1: reasonably priced. I would highly recommend booking <laughs> it if you want a little slice of heaven. mm we all need a slice of oven.
0: So that's all for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode all about accommodations. And uh, please let us know on Facebook and Instagram, like what your favorite place that you've ever stayed is. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I, we need some new suggestions. Yes, we will need some new suggestions when we're allowed to go out again and leave our municipalities. <laughs> um, <laughs> Please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts because that really does help us grow and find new people to talk to. We like talking to people. We do. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, everyone.